Hey, Billy, you know what's awesome? What's that? Ghostbusters! Oh, yeah! you a trick question because i'm sure you've seen a lot of ghostbusters which of which version of ghostbusters is your favorite version i have to go with just the, the first movie for me okay and that's why i said this is a trick question yeah <laughs> there's there's the there's, original movie right. version then there's the edited for tv version <laughs> and then there's the version that i saw which was, um, I've probably mentioned it in episode one with Karate Kid, where my friend, who was the preacher's son, had a trampoline, and we'd jump off the roof on the trampoline, right. kick each other in the head. Well, this kid, his name's Trey, Travis. Um, we were friends on Facebook, but he <laughs> unfriended me because I think he's he is a minister now, and I am... Very much not one. So, uh, <laughs> I, I think he got tired of my horror movie references and, sure. and stuff. But anyway, back in the day, we were buds and we were watching movies. And his, his parents were, for, for, par for, for ministers, they had all of the stuff. They had the big speakers. They had the awesome couch. They had all of the movies, but yeah. what his dad would do is he would take the, the movies and he would dub the movies onto a VCR, onto a tape, mm -hmm. and he would, then he would hit pause, or like he would mute the bad words. Yeah. So you'd be watching Ghostbusters, and they'd be saying words, and then all of a sudden... <laughs> And then come back in the middle of a phrase, and you'd be like, "I don't, I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but let's keep going because right. you know, like whatever." And uh, I, I mentioned in our episode talking about Jaws too, how Dad fell asleep on the couch, like he he started <laughs> taking out the commercials, yeah. and then in the second half of the movie, the commercials <laughs> just like came back in. Right. This kid's this kid's version of Ghostbusters is like every bad word and i'm talking like even even so far down as crap it was like i just and, and of course we're, we're talking about Aykroyd. we're talking right. about yeah. like Murray, they're, I mean. they're just like this this movie is full of nice and bad words mm -hmm. but they were all muted out and they were all muted out among like like the whole conversation was pretty much just like censored right and then apparently pastor travis fell asleep because right on top of the building turns around and is like, let's turn, let's tell, let's, let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. And like 10 year old us were like, yeah. <laughs> the breakthrough. <laughs> they said a bad word on Pastor Travis's tape. <laughs> We've hit the promised land. We've broken through. I'm just thinking about so many of the big lines in the movies. Like, yes, it's true. This man has no. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's exactly how it's like, it works. What? What? What, is, what does he not have? <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's, 
stuff. You know, you know so, that, that's so, still so. that's still a thing, man. I mean, the, people still heavily edit the movies for their kids. I mean, it's it's still a practice. I mm-hmm. prefer when they just change the words to something else for regular TV because Smokey and the Bandit has a whole different life on TV. Because there's words that, you know, I'm going to get you, you scumbum. I mean, <laughs> it's like, what? Scumbum? Where did that come from? The, the, the best part was Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski has so many F-bombs in it. So many F-bombs. Like, that should never have been edited for TV. But they did it. And he's like, this is what happens when you meet a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> like, when he's smashing the car. <laughs> this is what happens when you meet a stranger in the Alps, Larry. <laughs> Hey, Die Hard 3, man. When Samuel Jackson says you're a racist melon farmer. <laughs> I know your problem. You're a racist melon farmer. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> and the thing is, in our modern society, and you look at you look at places like New York who have cleaned up Central Park. There's it's no longer full of porn stores and criminals and all that stuff it's just full of criminals and applebee's what's the fun in that <laughs> they do. every now and then they're like oh if you had the uh the uh the delorean where would you go and you're like i'd like to go to like pre-giuliani new york and just take a look <laughs> yeah i don't know man that's pretty rough it is pretty rough but you know <laughs> That's the that's the world in which our Ghostbusters live. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Ghostbusters is so awesome. I mean, yeah, man, such a phenomenon. I mean, you had it, it's kind of a confusing name, and I think it's why you threw me at the beginning because there was a kid show before this called <laughs> the Ghostbusters. There was a cartoon that was called the Ghostbusters. Then this movie came out was Ghostbusters. Then you had another cartoon that came out called. The real Ghostbusters. It's kind. Of, it's kind of hard to keep it all straight, right? Oh yeah, and Pastor Travis's Ghostbusters, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the original, the original Ghostbusters minus the bad words, <laughs> and and then plus some. <laughs> but dude, the uh, the the whole thing about the Ghostbusters. Again, was that 90, 94, 84, 84, 85, something yeah. like that. Every single person in the movie was huge. Like, yeah. It was it was an all-star cast. Yeah. Like, everybody in the movie. Bill Murray, top of his game. Dan Aykroyd, top of his game. Um, yeah, I remember in the... Yeah. I remember in the 90s when Wayne's World came out, and I remember my dad... He's he's a pop culture guy, you know. He's kind of cynical because he'd seen a lot of stuff. He's like, Wayne's World came out, and he's like, those guys don't hold a candle to like Aykroyd and uh, yeah, uh, you know, they, like he's just they're like, there was Gen One and then Gen Two, and Gen Two was just much. And um, I still kind of agree because if you watch those old yep. original Saturday Night Lives, um, but. To be fair, they were unshackled. Yes. They were yeah. allowed to do whatever they wanted to do. It, by, the, it, by the time... Yep. I mean, by, by the time the second gen came along, 
they, they had standards and practices and yeah. all kinds of stuff that they couldn't do anymore. Yeah. Whereas... You, could, you were getting in trouble for it the very first time with the original mm-hmm. group, whereas here, those rules have already been set, so you already knew where the line was. Belushi didn't yeah. know where the line was. If he did, he would have snorted it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, um, you know, you got... And I'm sure you've seen the movie that made us where Dan Aykroyd pretty much promised yeah. Bill Murray, but they didn't know if they had him. Yeah. But, of course, yeah. then it's Ivan Reitman and Bill Murray, so they were friends. So I don't know that it was ne- that was necessarily true because yeah. Ivan Reitman made Bill Murray and vice versa. So that, I'm, well, I'm pretty sure Bill, Bill Murray was in that from the beginning. Well, but. Uh, imagine, you know, the story of, imagine John Belushi in this movie. Mm-hmm. What a, what what a different turn it would have taken, right? So this is, and you said it a while ago. This is Bill Murray at the top of his game, man. He took what he did in Meatballs and was just rolling with it, man. That's pretty funny. He's rolling with Meatballs, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but really, I mean, did he ever really change character from Meatballs all the way through these? It's the same character. Did he change character in anything? He's the same character in chat. Like, he's, he's just the, Bill Murray. The thing, I mean, the thing about Bill Murray is, it, it's weird because like a criticism of Tom Cruise can be applied to Bill Murray. Absolutely. And this is that Tom Cruise is just Tom Cruise. He's he's jet fighter pilot Tom yeah. Cruise, or he's you know alien fighter Tom Cruise, or whatever he is. He's just Tom Cruise with crooked teeth. He's just Tom Cruise. Yeah. And then you take that same criticism and you're like, well, it's just Bill Murray. He's the same, he's the same guy in Zombieland as he is in Ghostbusters. And Absolutely. you're like, yeah, and that's and that's awesome. Yep. Because somehow it just works. And it's weird because I've read stuff about Bill Murray, about him being just this... His own brother, Joel <laughs> Murphy. Murray. Joel Murray was like, yeah... I showed up to New York for my 16th or 18th birthday, and Bill wouldn't tell me where I'm going, and we had, like, reservations to this awesome thing, and he's like, meh. And he just wandered around Central Park and wouldn't tell me what was going on, and he just took us down to this blues bar and met all these awesome people, and he's like, is this good enough for you? Like, (laughs) Bill is just a weird guy. Yep. And I I didn't mean to say Murphy, because I was thinking Eddie Murphy, because of Saturday Night Live, but that's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, you know, doing the Tom Cruise thing, because the difference is, is, well, besides the popularity, who would you rather hang out with? Tom Cruise from all these movies? Or go hang out a weekend with Bill Murray being the character that he is in Stripes and Meatball? Uh I mean, obviously, this is who you want to hang out with. So I think it just gave a bit more credibility of it's the cool uncle or the cool cousin, right? Mm-hmm. That that really is a nobody, but he just tries to pass off that air of, yeah, this he's is he's gonna a, fake it till he makes yeah, it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's well, what that's what makes this this movie work. You know, you got a couple of guys that have some ideas of, of how to make this business work, and then you got Bill Murray who's just selling it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Well, the thing is, you had at the beginning, like, like the original three Ghostbusters. They're scientists, but 
like at the beginning, uh, Bill Murray's uh, cheating. Yeah. Because they're 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 like they know paranormal stuff exists. They've got the equipment. They've got all of the all of the data they need. And Bill Murray's cheating because yeah. he's trying to get laid. Because in that in that little uh, card test, yeah. the one guy's obviously he's like he, he he's na- he's yeah he's he's naming he's like shocking the guy for not not naming the name the shapes right, and the other girl the girl is not saying anything right, and he's like oh you're just a natural at this, so but but the thing is, he's not impressed by the fact that this dude yeah knows the cards because he knows how this works he, right. he like the the thing about the paranormal as the paranormal starts to unfold none of them are actually surprised that there are ghosts not really yeah. they're just kind of like yeah. oh the 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 thing that gets them is the fact that they're able to catch them yeah and, and like do something with them like the, the fact that they exist not yeah. so much they're like they've got all this all the data they're scientists. They're like, ah, you know, yeah, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. The, the the shocker is that the box works. And they're like, and then, then he steals the, uh, the, 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 the reactor, right. the, the, the jet, pa- the reactor packs. <laughs> but, um, that's what's so great about it is that's, it's the, the, the subtext of like, no, these guys are really, really smart. Yeah. yeah. But they're. They're just using their smarts to get laid and not have to re- work real jobs. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you have to and you have to say it too, man. It's it's it's, it's you're always going to talk about these things, but man, these effects still look great. They still really hold up. They do, and well, getting Bernie Wrightson in. For the librarian, yeah. And for a couple of the other monsters, yeah. And... Yeah, it's, it it still looks fantastic. The the thing, and you guys have mentioned it on Short Bus and Helming and everything else, and we mentioned it on Scary Dad is the eighties were kind of relentless because even last week we talked about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Like, man, this. That yep. that turned into a childhood fantasy to a childhood nightmare like that. Yep. Didn't take much to turn it into that. Just kind of changed the light a little bit and a, and and a little bit of makeup, and then boom! Suddenly it's scary. The eighties did not pull punches with whether or not you were in a comedy, like Three Men and a Baby. Right. My my wife put that on the other day. Yeah. Three Men and a Baby. It is the cutest movie ever. <laughs> Then just insert a bunch of Russian drug dealers, and all of a sudden you've got a kidnapping, <laughs> drug dealing Miami Vice mo- heist movie. Like, what yeah. happened to what happened to not being able to figure out diapers? Like, this is weird. Yeah. But that's the way the eighties worked. Yeah. Well, they they discovered <laughs> they discovered how to really fine tune the blockbuster, right? Oh yeah. So the same thing that makes Ghostbusters work is the same thing that made Pee-wee's Big Adventure work, right? It's appealing to kids. You got some cool effects, but then you also got a little scare factor that's just scary enough, but not too scary, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's you know 
that's a kid mentality right there. All right, scare me, but don't scare me too much, right? That's that's really what these movies kind of played to. And then you make a comedy with, you know, adult humor laced into it, and you've got a blockbuster that people can take their kids and go see and cover their ears from time to time, but for the most part, kids are enjoying the movie too. Yeah. We're we're having we're having a uh, little bit of a discussion here because I don't I don't remember what movie it was, but my wife was like, I don't remember that movie having that many curse words in it, and I'm like, well, <laughs> this is the '80s. Pretty much, if they were allowed to have one, they yeah. got it. They yeah. they they just took it and uh, ran with it. And also, if they were allowed a scary scene, a dead body, some boobs, yeah. like. Standards. <laughs> those are just staples and, and so like then as a producer you're sitting there being like you have to like at the poll you're like I don't know which one I'm going to check it's like I, I got boobs <laughs> I got F word or I got like <laughs> and sometimes yeah. you checked all three and you got a rated R and then the kids wanted to see it even more sure <laughs> like but um, Ghostbusters didn't really have any of those they had scares and mm-hmm. It's fair. You had uh, um, you had Sigourney Weaver, you know, looking looking pretty 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 saucy here. Uh huh. And she was <laughs> oh. really really she was she was really good at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to say, like, I'm a fan. <laughs> but then, then of course you have Bill, who's who's the dick. Yeah. Of uh, of uh, like that's that's what the yeah. If, if Bill Murray and I love Bill Murray, I love Bill Murray. If you're listening to the podcast right now, Bill Murray, <laughs> I love you so much. And I followed the chive, and I've got you, your face on a T-shirt, and all of that stuff. Except for your resume, if you have to write a resume, Bill Murray, say what has been your career experience. You say playing a dick on TV. <laughs> Or movies. There you go. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Because Sigourney Weaver, she's like, hey, I need help. He's like, I'm here to help you. And then he's sitting there like (laughs) messing around with her piano and like making fun of her laundry, (laughs) making fun of her groceries. And she's just like, I invited you over here for a reason. He's like, ah, I just came here to get laid. I don't know. Right. I really don't know what. Yeah, you're I know about. what the reason is, and we haven't got there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Until later, whenever he starts piecing together, like these are actually problems. It's just, yeah. Like, was it his? Was it her refrigerator? What did he look into that he opens it up and yeah. it's like, Rah! yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it's such a well put together movie, and, and again, being that it was that group working together, uh, you know, it's it's almost like you're getting to that point to where this is as good as it's going to get with this group, and then it's going to start falling off from there, right? And it's mm-hmm. that's really what this movie is is the pinnacle of all that and you know look at us i mean we're, we're still we're talking about it here we've had a recent remake <coughs> we've got that. another we've got a continuation movie supposedly coming out so 
from the trailer, what? Well, and we're not quite in the commercial territory yet, but I'll go ahead and play that uh, trailer if you just want to take a pause. What what did you think of that trailer? Well, I mean, it, it's it's. At first, I thought, okay, it's it's kind of like what you're hearing George Lucas say now, <laughs> with what happened with the last trilogy, with Star Wars. It's kind of like, uh, hey, let's try to set things back to right. <laughs> That's really what I got out of it. It's it, it's exciting, but it's also a thing of. You know, you're probably just doing this out of necessity because somebody peed in your Wheaties, you know. <laughs> That's true. I didn't see the remake. Um, I've heard differing opinions. I can't have opinions on a movie I had didn't see. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's, so, it's, just, it's just that thing. It, it, our problem is always going to be, they're going to remake everything. Lord help us, there's rumors of a Princess Bride remake out there right now. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> and that's exactly what I mean. People love the movie. It's popular. So this is the way the movie companies think. Hey, this was really popular back in the day. People are still talking about it now. If we make a new version, we'll introduce it to a whole new generation. The old group will come see it and get pissed off, and the new generation will love it and think it's the best thing ever. That's the play. Mm-hmm. It really is. But whatever version but you see first is the one you're always going to be in love with. That's going to be the one you think that... 76 King Kong is my favorite King Kong movie. Yep. That's right, folks. I said it. <laughs> you know. Hey, dude, 33 King Kong, dude, that was like 70 years before I was born. Right, was, right. Yeah. You know, 40 years before yeah. I was born. And if they even made... When they make this newest version of King Kong, I'm going to go, yeah, that looks really great, and it's great, but I still love the 76 King Kong. Because it's the well, one that made the impact. You, 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 you're, well, yeah, also, you're not ever going to beat Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Je, Je, Jeff Bridges is king. He's the big Lebowski. Yeah. He's, he's King Kong. <laughs> like, dude. Um, but it's, but the no, same, like, it's the same thing with this like, movie, too, though. I mean, regardless of what version they come out with, even with bringing everybody back for another version, you're, it's still not going to have what this one's got. Heck, even part always, two didn't have what this one had, you know. I'm always big into sequels as opposed to yeah. prequels right. or reimaginings yeah. or any of that. If you're like, okay, here's a sequel, it's sure. like um, th things and things like Mandalorian, where it's like, okay, mm -hmm. there's all this Star Wars crap that people can argue about, but then you have a capable writer come in and say, you know what? I don't care about all this other crap. This happened right. over here. And we've got a good story, capable characters, and we can just run with it. We, I've got something um, to tell you when we get off of here about the Star Wars galaxy in a, in a little bit. I don't want to share it on this show just yet. So <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. But I want to get back to Ghostbusters because of that trailer. Because yeah. that trailer looks like, to me, that trailer was awesome. I got sure. chills from it. Yeah, because it's got it's got Egon's progeny. It's obviously yeah. it's not his kids. It's his grandkids or somebody else's grandkids telling his kids that they need to wake up and be part of things. Um, but going back to the original Ghostbusters, the the like you said, the fear factor, the scares, 
the the I mean, it's a perfect scary movie. It's a perfect comedy. Yeah. It's it's a perfect, like I said earlier in the episode, the pre Giuliani New York, where it was it was kind it was well not kind of it was dangerous as hell, like yeah. just walking around, like you, you it's all dirty. Yeah. It's all it's all street demolition is, sites everywhere. Everything it, was torn it, it, down. It's, it's rough. It's it's pre hip hop. You know, like there's no pop culture celebrating all this stuff. It's just yeah, not a good place to be, and yet it is the greatest. It is the shining beacon of the world. It's this is the biggest <laughs> city in in, in America. And which is New York is a strange thing. Like for you, you guys who are listening, who are not from Texas or not from Tennessee, New York is a strange yeah. entity for the rest of us. Because like as you grow up, all of the things happen in either New York or L.A. And if you live in America and you know how things are in New York or L.A., you kind of don't want to be in New York or L.A. <laughs> Last place you want to be, you know. <laughs> you, you just kind of really don't because it's 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 weird and it's strange. And you're not going to get too deep into it. But 1984 New York with the Ghostbusters is a place you really want to be because you can rent an abandoned firehouse. <laughs> You can you can buy a, a '50s ambulance right. and outfit it, <laughs> and you can start a business without the government completely shutting you down. Well, actually, they tried real hard, but they already they had too many things in the in the in the trap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that freaking government just shows up and is like, hey, you're, you're right. operating an illegal reactor. And they're like, yep. yeah, you you want me to pull this lever turn, and just turn them loose. The city? Yep. <laughs> and then, then you can also, in, in New York, you can get Ray Parker Jr. to do your theme song and get sued over it. Oh yeah, there's that. Because <laughs> it sounded too take... much like uh, I want a new drug. Yeah. You want to take a break real quick, and we'll come back, and then uh, we'll talk about it some more. Ghosts. Hello, Ghostbusters. They're real. You do? You have? They're here. Dangerous. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. All right, that's bad. Okay, all right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. They're professionals. Oh, I'm the chairman of the largest paranormal removal company in America. Did you see it? They're all that stand between you and the end of the world. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. You want this body? Is this a trick question? <laughs> Stick. 
Parker Jr. was just trying to be Huey Lewis. They hired him because Huey Lewis turned him down. Right. Which Huey Lewis was so big in Back to the Future, you would have thought, like, could could you imagine being Huey Lewis and being like, not only was I Huey Lewis, I was also Huey Lewis from Back to the Future. And the Ghostbusters. Right. But he turned down Ghostbusters, so Ghostbusters went and found Ray Parker Jr. I mean, if if Huey would have done that... He'd only have one more person standing in his way, and that's Kenny Loggins. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor Huey. Yeah. And then he got Sam Kinison to just, like, dog on him and just completely ruin him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam kind of does that anyways, regardless of who you are. <laughs> the reality is, I know a lot of I've I've listened to a lot of Sam Kinison stand up. Me too. I've never heard anyone be so brutal <laughs> as Sam Kinison was to Huey Lewis. And just like honestly, like as soon as as, as Kinison's star was rising, he just hit Huey in the face, and Huey fell down and never really quite got back up. True. And 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 Sam's been dead for like forty five years, so <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, poor poor Huey. We'll Love have to him. do a, We'll have to try to do a Sam Kinison show somehow. <laughs> Don't know how we could pull that off, but I'm sure Dude, we can talk about I, it. Remember when we first started this episode, this 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 podcast? I was like, dude, I blew out my voice back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't even pretend to do a Sam Kennison yeah. impression. Well, ah! <laughs> like, it's not gonna work. <laughs> uh, you know, and I remember I, I wasn't really into him that much back in the day because I, I came from Carlin, you know, George Carlin. And these guys, I was really into a lot of stand-up. I liked Sam because I just thought of him as the guy that yelled. But in hindsight, and going back and rediscovering everything, which I did about 15 years ago, extremely funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, uh, he loved to push the boundaries. There's no doubt about it. But he was extremely funny. And I think people kind of missed that. Anyways, that's that's a different show. But uh, I, I think we just like we we got to warp back to yeah, Ghostbusters exactly. Ghost, Ghost, Ghostbusters was just full of too many comedians, too many comedians. There's too many moving parts inside of Ghostbusters that you can't. It's hard to talk about the movie itself without going yeah. Bill Murray, yeah. Sigourney Weaver, sure. Dan Aykroyd, Rick Moranis, just, man. Like, we keep dude, dancing around Rick. I didn't want to say it because you're going to send me into my happy place. <laughs> Rick Moranis, when, when when I sent you the text earlier, I was like, do you want to talk about Ghostbusters or Spaceballs? Yeah. And I said this Strange last, Brew. <laughs> <laughs> dude, nah. The last two days ago, was not yesterday, the day before, two days ago, um... Wife sitting there playing around with the, 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 the remote control, the kids. Kids. We're still on quarantine, right? Kids are 
nah, I don't want to watch that. I don't watch yeah. that. I don't want to fight about this one. Wife's like, Little Shop of Horrors. I was like, Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Cue the music. Done. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Rick Moranis doesn't sing or well, he sings the Audrey song, but right. he doesn't. He doesn't dance. Rick Moranis is like perfect. Yep. And just about like you, if, if you have a bad movie and you want to make it good, hire Rick Moranis yeah. to just I, be on set for a while. I think that's a great way to put it. I think he was yeah he was that kind of person. He could really pull something out of the, out of the ditch for you. Ghostbusters, I wa- we watched it not too long ago, and it it really did for me. It was like, okay, all these other guys are funny. The situations, everything's hilarious. Rick Moranis <laughs> is the movie. Yeah, he sa- he saves the whole movie. Right, like every scene that he's in is perfect, and. Everything he says or does is hilarious. I, I really think the only other person that could have been in that role is maybe John Candy. How weird, because I was thinking the exact same thing. If you had a bad movie and you need somebody to pull it out of the gutter, John Candy. They are so mm-hmm. much alike as far as just that natural ability, which they both came from the same, you know, SCTV, you know, group, so... Yeah, yeah. The, the, you you just imagine them in a in a backlot room, like in a in a plywood room, yeah. sitting there reading lines off each other and just being like, "Okay, how to make this funny? How about if I stand <laughs> up and like turn my head sideways? Or how how about if I just yell? How about if I cry? Like you know, just like." But Rick Moranis, yeah, in Ghostbusters, like it's, I mean, how how good do you have to be to upstage Murray? Yeah. Uh, how good do you have to be to upstage any of them? Right. And, and <laughs> Bill Murray is the romantic to Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, <laughs> except for it's hard to even say that, right? I mean, <laughs> he, yeah, but but he's the he's he's the the romantic straight. But then you have poor Louis Tully, who's got a crush. She lives across the hall. Like, hey, you want to come to my party? <laughs> and he's just, he's so nerdy, but so sweet. And, like, he's the accountant. And, it, it, dude, Rick Moranis just steals so many scenes just by being yeah. in them. That sure. he actually, in my opinion, after watching, it is a Rick Moranis movie. Yeah. Big, like, it is, it is him. Well, the, the, movie, the movie is star power, man. I mean, it, it's it's got so much of everything in it, and I think it's another reason why the movie works so well is it's kind of like being a Beatles fan or a Spice Girl fan like we talked about, a Kiss fan, because there's somebody for everybody. You're going to identify with all these different characters. And Rick Moranis, for the most part, is who most people identify with. You didn't Strange. ask to be put in this situation. It just happened. It happened to a nice guy, and it shouldn't have. But it all turns out like it should, right? I mean, that's that's the ride. the The great part is because Lewis is such a likable guy, but then also the demon dog that possesses right. him is also a likable guy. Yeah, because when he's got the helmet on, he's just talking about like how 
the end of the world's gonna come and he's just so smiley he's just he, he like he completely impersonates a dog and he's just like oh yeah you know the wrath is coming down and this is just gonna happen and he's just like he's just so happy as it's as it's happening he's just yeah. like all right time for the real question <laughs> sorry man it's just like I, I'm just gushing over the awesomeness that is Rick Moranis. Yes. You're going to have to do a whole movie on him. But... I, I, I totally agree, man. I'm a big fan, too. So let's let's talk about this, because this, this could be a mixed bag, especially being the age I was 14, 15 this movie came out. So how attractive was David Bowie-looking Zool? <laughs> <laughs> She was scary. She was scary, but she, with 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 the with the see through clothing and the spiked up hair. I don't know, man. Voice. Yeah. She, dude. She she reminded me of, like skinny old grandmas with that like little. Remember the uh, the cigarette case thing that was yeah. like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they, it was like a little leather case and uh-huh. it would hold your pack of cigarettes and, and the a lighter, little, <laughs> little twisty thing at the top that popped it She's open. Like, like everything, I am Zool. Like, oh, that's not good. You need to zap that, or go up the hill and buy her some Schaefer. <laughs> no, I was not. A, I was like, dude, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Do you remember this? It was. It's. We we are a clean show. Do you remember this? Um, somewhere in the late eighties, eighties ish, maybe early nineties, the headlines on like Playboy. You'd go to the the convenience store and you'd. But this is before they wrapped them in black plastic, guys. So yeah, it was like, and 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 whenever these magazines still existed. So anyway, <laughs> you'd go sit there and see. Like Playboy and Penthouse and Hustler sitting on the rack, and you'd see a headline say something about like Sigourney Weaver, and then you'd see like a little micro headline be like, says she enjoyed being in Ghostbusters. <laughs> but you had you had that hope that maybe, maybe, <laughs> and like. That's one of those things that's just always in my mind. Like, oh, one of these days. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> mm. I know. I mean, I'm a hornball, bro. What, what you going to hey, do? Hey, well, <laughs> I, I've got, it's weird. i got something that's kind of like that story, but kind of the other end of the spectrum. Linda Carter had a TV special. Oh, I may have told you say this. Say no more. I would be right there. I would be like, I'm buying it. And then like later on, be like, mentioned her in an article. I'd be like, <laughs> But she had a TV special that came on where she's going to do a tribute to Kiss. Well, as a kid, I heard Kiss was going to be on the show. It was not Kiss by any means. It was these guys that were dancers that looked like you know, I don't even know how to say this nicely. Uh, they were kiss, <laughs> and uh, I remember being solid gold dancers. Yeah, exactly. I remember being 
devastated because it wasn't Kiss. But the good side of it was this outfit that Linda Carter was wearing. I didn't pay attention to really anything else after that. No, just, <laughs> she, she saved it. She, it was her show. That's right. And she, and, and she was and showing. She was in it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Ghostbusters. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard to really say a whole lot about it. The movie is iconic. It, it's, it's, you know, like I said, it spawned, you know, sequels, cartoons, games, toys. I mean, it, it it's just one of those 80s phenomenons. It's, it's, it's still there. And yeah. like I said, like, uh, um, like I'm a I'm a huge fan of Dan Aykroyd. Sure. And he's done he's done a, he's done a lot of comedy. He's also done a lot of serious stuff. He's done writing, acting, producing. Like it, it, that's fine. Um, Bill Murray, I love Bill Murray. I love everything Bill Murray does. Yep. I, I've I've I, I, it's it's very rare that I've seen anything that Bill Murray was in that I was like, eh. Right. Um, Rick Moranis. He was mostly partnered up with uh, Ivan Reitman and Bill mm-hmm. Murray, and like, unfortunately, he just recently passed away. Yeah. And but even even that whole like, I'm too frightened. I'm so frightened. I'm beyond the capable capable of uh, rational thought. Like the the comedy that comes out of just being able to write that line, like <laughs> that is a very hard thing to say. He's like, I'm so scared that I can't even say the words that are coming out of my mouth right, right. now. Yeah. It, it, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. He's the fourth Ghostbuster. He shows up. He's like, hey. And, and poor poor dude, man. Like his, <laughs> he, he was hired on for a much bigger role. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then like as his role got chopped out, he's like, what am I even doing here? They're like, you're in a movie with Bill Murray. Directed by Ivan Reitman, this is your legacy. Right, leave it alone. Yeah. It's like, oh crap. Well, I guess, I guess, <laughs> here we are. Enjoy the ride. And, and I'm sure that between Ghostbusters and The Crow, it's probably keeping him pretty yeah. happy. Sure. Ernie Ernie Hudson's awesome. I've met him a couple of times. He's he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He might go home and like kick his dog or something. But he's been nice when I met him. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, dude, I remember being ten years old, watching that. Like, there was Karate Kid. There's Ghostbusters. There was Missing in Action, Rambo. Yeah. Like all of these movies with the bad words cut out, <laughs> all of us church kids going over to the pastor's house, the the, the preacher's house, sure, and and uh, like like would you rather be Storm Shadow or Snake Eyes? I don't know. Like let's, I'll just hit you with a broomstick and see what you think about later. <laughs> but watching watching Ghostbusters with the with the bad words taken out is one of the best memories of my life it was so good and then watching it later i mean again we're talking about like a couple few weeks ago yeah 
it's like watching it later and being like, oh my god, Rick Moranis is the heart of this movie. He doesn't. Yep. He didn't mean to be. I don't think they meant for that to be, but it really is. Yep. That's that's what this movie means to me is like childhood summertimes. Bouncing around on trampolines, kicking each other in the face. Yep. Um, you know, do you really believe yeah. in ghosts? Like, well, they wouldn't have said it if it wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, How about cla- you? just classic stuff, man. I mean, it's it's right there in my preteens, and just you know, it, it you were just consumed with it. You know, going. I went to the theater and seen it. You know, saw it on HBO 20 plus times. Every time it comes out with some new format, I'm having to buy it. It's just, it's just one of those. It's, <laughs> you grew up with it. It's a part of your family. And, you know, uh, it's hard to even imagine people that haven't seen it. You know, it just seems like it should almost be like, they should hand you a copy of it when you come into this country. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, it's just it's just that part of Americana that I don't know it is it's it's just a staple. It it, it dude, it really is. I mean, yeah. it really is. It, it's it's there's there's so many different different random scenes. There's so many little quotes where it's just <laughs> like I mean I, I can't I can't go back to the. Uh, I can't go back. They expect results. <laughs> I, I, I gotta, like I can't. I can't go back to the. <laughs> and and see, I, I never was a big fan of part two, but you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, uh, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. I've never been a fan of part two either. Like I've seen the first one probably. At least a dozen times, maybe 15, 20 times. The first one is so classic. Yeah. Those guys crawling out under the sidewalk, <laughs> like, after, after they, like, they're dead. Yeah. After yeah. they crawl out from under the sidewalk, it's like, okay, we've won. And then you start off part two with, like, ah, oh, that didn't happen. Yeah. Like, eh, yeah. <laughs> you're not very good writers. Right. I can't, I just can't dig it. Like, yeah. They, um, Home Alone three was better than that. Oh, so. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> at, at least Home Alone two acknowledged the fact that Home Alone one happened. <laughs> in Home Alone, in, in in Ghostbusters two, they're like, "Oh, that didn't happen. That was a hallucination by the Ghostbusters. That was just a money making scheme." You're like, "Wait, what?" Hey, Home Alone, Home Alone 2 is the shiz, man. <laughs> I love the second one. Oh, no, 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 I didn't you say. Talking about, you talking about 3. I said that that is like Home Alone 3, right. saying that Home Alone 2 didn't Two happen. Didn't happen, like, no. right. <laughs> uh, and, and again, it's, it's one of those things where you're making a movie and, wow, it's a hit. So somehow we got to follow up. It's it's no different than you know doing Jaws, and then you're like, okay, now we got to have a sequel. What? We and we just killed the shark. 
and the thing is, man, and I don't, I don't think this has been recorded. I mean, we mentioned it on Facebook, but I was inspired by our own episode to go back and watch Jaws too. And you know yeah. what? It's awesome. Yeah, it is. That's the that's the whole thing about the show is it's awesome. Like I watched the show that we talked about and it sucked. I'll <laughs> I'll do that too. Like it was totally not awesome. But dude, Jaws two holds up. It does. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm still waiting. Not not waiting for a copy, but waiting for a chance to watch Orca. We're 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 kind of hitting the end of our time. We we've kind of danced around Ghostbusters. <laughs> Uh, Ghostbusters well, is look, awesome. With that being said, but that being said, maybe, maybe, and and people can let us know out there, maybe we should check out Ghostbusters Part Two again and give it a fair shake again mm-hmm. and see if see if uh, if our minds have changed. Maybe so. Um, Angie wanted us to talk about comedies. Yep. I said, hey. You know what? I want to talk about summer slashers because not not because like, dude, I'm 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 big into the horror stuff. You don't say, but I I hey, <laughs> but I just thought for for whatever reason, if you're going into summer, I mean, we're at the end of June. Yeah, we might as well just be like, hey, I like Jason. I like sure summer camp and whatever. And then I thought, you know what? Eh. Let's talk about some comedies. Yeah. Ghostbusters is also a horror comedy, so it's fun. Um it's but those, guys, what yeah, what, the, what do you want you what do you want us to talk about? Yeah. We'll talk about it. Or we'll say, eh, we'll talk about what we want to talk about. <laughs> We're halfway Ooh. through the summer. It's hot. This whole COVID thing. Oh my god, man! We didn't have a chance to talk off off uh, air before we started, but um, so you know, at this point, you know, Houston's like an epicenter. Yeah. And and so I went to the store earlier so I could pick up some toilet paper and paper towels because I'm just terrified. <laughs> I guess what guess what's not available? <laughs> toilet paper and toilet paper, paper towels. Yeah. So instead, I bought beer and cheese because. <laughs> Which keeps you from yeah. eating the other stuff, I guess. I don't. Know. That's <laughs> because because it's freaking hilarious. Because <laughs> I don't know, man. Crazy times we're in, man. It's 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 insanity. What I was gonna say before you made me laugh too hard is. Toilet paper and paper towel supply was just fine like four days ago. <laughs> I ran up to the store to buy some some like chicken seasoning and some vinegar for you know all of your nasty thoughts, you people. <laughs> but that's what I needed, and I happened to look over my shoulder and be like, "Damn, there ain't no toilet paper, and there's also no toilet or uh, paper towels." Like, this is a weird situation when I'm holding a jar of vinegar. (laughs) I got home, and, like, the next couple of days happened, and wife's like, hey, go to the store, pick up paper towels and pickles and more vinegar and some carrots and, like, all this stuff. Guess what? There ain't no vinegar. (laughs) 
Yep. There's, All your there's basic no carrots. Yep. There's there's no carrots. Yeah. I'm not I'm not uh, I was I was honestly I was trying to go into a joke and then it re- I realized dude yeah there's no paper towels there's no toilet paper there's no carrots yeah and there's no vinegar sure enough this is this is a weird weird situation yeah. we, so, we've already uh, kind of gone through that here where you know those supplies are running out. And now it's not a big deal, but if we end up having round two, guess what? And guess what's what? amazing is people are buying toilet paper like, I mean, I understand you, you need toilet paper to, you know, if you're going to be quarantined for a month or so, but they're buying it like for a year. I mean, my wife's got enough toilet paper that we don't need any till you know, I don't know, <laughs> way past Christmas. <laughs> uh, um, that's the thing, is... Everything was just fine, and then they announced, like, uh-oh, we're in some crap, and they're like, we bought, all the toilet paper's gone. <laughs> well, your delivery system starts shutting down, and people are not bringing the stuff in like they should. You know, it, it affects everything, and yeah, yeah, this will be uh, definitely <laughs> something that, you know, we can go back and tell our grandkids and stuff about, and, you know, there was a time when you couldn't get toilet paper. They're like, yeah, yeah. Sit down before you fall <laughs> the down, The kids are going to be like, why is the grocery store built out? The grocery store is built out in like eighths and then like quarters, thirds. <laughs> like, why is there that much toilet paper? You're going to be like, well, there was the time. <laughs> hey, man, I-, I think we've hit the end of our rope. <laughs> Ghostbusters! <laughs> What's your what's your favorite thing about Ghostbusters? Oh, it's At Bill Murray. End. It's Bill Murray, yeah. and it's again the effects. I'm still amazed when I see these effects because I love this time period because this is when we were really getting blown away by some top notch special effects right before the the introduction of the CGI stuff. Man, ILM was just killing it at this point. Totally agree. Like you said, like. For for me, with with horror or comedy or anything like anything that just like keeps you in, and you watch special effects, especially with the, the Ghostbusters, it's like boom! Here's lightning all over a building, and your yeah, your your brain realizes that it's drawn, right. it's it's fake. At the same time, it's so well done that your brain only recognizes that for a second before you just. Yeah, it's like reading a comic book, where it, like reading a comic book and being like, okay, well, things are uh, slightly sideways, but not really. So I'm just into it. Right. Um, man, I love Ghostbusters. Bill Murray. We've yeah. got to like we've got to go through a whole Rick Moranis filmology because that's you one of al- my favorite people. You, you can almost take Rick Moranis, Bill Murray. Dan Aykroyd, I mean, and just go through all their stuff. I mean, I could talk about spies like us for days. Yep. <laughs> when, what, like I said, you know, like I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but the thing about Rick Moranis is he's a little guy with big glasses. He's a nerd. Yep. And, like, 
He's a but he's also he's a nerd in the Hades. He's not a nerd. He's not a current nerd where right. nerds are kind of popular, like the size of your glasses, kind of trendy. Ray Moranis is is he he's the definition of nerd, and yet he could have been a tri lamb. He could have been a tri lamb. But at the same time, he's also a massively talented actor making millions of dollars being a nerd. Yeah. And he's so good at it. It's like watching a, like any kind of anybody, like watching a guitar player, watch, watching a guitar player playing classical music. And and you watch his his hands barely move, and and you're like, oh my god, he's playing so many notes out of so little movement. He's a master at his craft. That's Rick Moranis to me. He's yeah. just so good at what he does that he like. He kind of sneaks around behind the curtain, and he's a ninja, really. He's a ninja, like what you're talking about. He's like so freaking good that you don't even realize he's there until he leaves, and then you're like, "What happened to Moranis?" Yeah, so he just hung it up, uh, man. You know, and it's 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 an incredible story when you dig into it. But he left it all behind for family, and that's man, you couldn't do a more noble thing. It's kind of like it's why you got into it in the first place because you had a talent. And then you want to support your family, and then you find out that it's keeping you from being there and being supportive of your family. You know, what can you say? That's, uh, he's a mighty big man. Yep. He's awesome. Yep. I agree. Let's close this down. Let's get together next week. All right, Don't know if we're going to talk about... I don't know if we're going to talk about Rick, (laughs) but we might. Um, But... Hey, we'll see you next time. We love you. Keep it awesome.